guys. Hey, guys. Welcome back to the Mad Yet Mighty podcast. I'm your host, Megan Cipollone. Yeah, welcome back to Mad Yet Mighty, where the glasses of wine are filled and the leg hair is long on this chilly, chilly, brisk November. I was about to say December night, but it's still not December. Isn't that crazy how it is still not December? I'm literally, and like, and I'm not even going to go on a rant here and like shame people for putting up their Christmas decorations and feeling great and feeling jolly and feeling jubilous, jubilee. I don't know which one's right. I'm not going to get on people for that, but like, isn't that crazy? It's still not December and it's like, I am fully, I'm not fully decorated because I really don't got, I, I don't have a lot first off and I have a smaller, I mean, I only have a two bedroom apartment, which I'm totally fine with, but I have my cute stuff up. I have my little Chris, my Charlie Brown Christmas tree. My cute little three foot, it's got to be three foot, three foot tree I got from Michael's that's literally like in a, in a fake decorative pot. I mean, but it's perfect. And you know what? This is what I have to say. If you want to listen to Michael Buble and if you want to post an Instagram story of your Christmas decorations to his version of I'll Be Home for Christmas, then you just do it, honey. Don't let anyone tell you not to. That's what I have to say. You know, I started to kind of get on that little train I was I was getting on Instagram and I kept I kept watching because I'll I'll tell you what. And if obviously if you follow me on Instagram, you know, I I'm a story whore. I love a story. I love a good story. I'm into the stories. I'm not into posting. Posting is just so weird to me that you that I literally have to sit there, pick a picture and like come up with like like a comp whatever it's called, a, a caption. <laughs> And that's just so weird. And I just, I would rather just like literally pick my phone up and be like, yo. And I've kind of now started going that way anyway. But I was going through stories and I was love, I was not loving. At first I was like, oh my God, if I hear, if I see one more per lit, but it's so funny because it's like the same song. It's Michael Buble's I'll Be Home for Christmas. And man, oh man, oh man, let's start the holiday drinking game that whenever you see Michael Buble or hear Michael Buble's I'll Be Home for Christmas um, piped in through somebody's Instagram story as they're showing you their decorations, take a big old fancy drink. You know, I think that's a great, I think that's a great drinking game to kind of start and get us to the next holiday break. I hope everyone had a wonderful, relaxing, restful, drunken, drunken feast Thanksgiving break. Um, Whatever is your personal preference, whatever is your personal vibe. Um, I spent a lot of it with friends and family, which is Duh. I feel like that's like literally what everyone does. Um, but spent, you know, it, it wasn't really anything crazy for us. We're super laid back. I mean, it's it's kind of, I feel like our family, and, and I feel like this is probably just anyone's family, when you have younger siblings or you have younger relatives and kids and babies, I feel like it kind of ties everyone together. And then I feel like when people get old, you, that that magic of what Christmas is, I feel like tends to, you just tend to lose it. And it's like, okay, here's another, here's another gathering that we all have to go to, that we all have to sit through. It's for, you know, it's a forced family gathering, which luckily enough for me, I am lucky because I do have family that, for the most part, that I like to be around. Um, you know, that being said, this holidays, the, the holidays this year are just a little bit different, obviously, because I've had changes, fairly large changes happen recently in my personal life. So it's going to be different. 
and I talked about it on the last podcast and sorry, but you guys are just stuck with me. You're stuck with this process too. As long as you're listening, you're going on the ride with me because I kind of started to think in my head and get in my head. I'm like, oh God, I don't want to be talking about this too much, but this is my reality. And once again, at the end of the day, I got to remember, I got to go back and it's not even like, you know, I'm some, I'm some, you know, bombshell of a top, whatever, I'm, I'm starting to get in my head and ramble. What I'm trying to say is I'm not any, you know, this, this podcast is just for fun. This is just, this is just for me. This is something I've wanted to do. I love doing it. I love entertainment. I love talking. I love rambling about and giving my opinion about things and speaking out about things and just putting myself out there. I'm into it. I've always been into it. So that being said, I, I kind of was like having, I was having, I would say a, a couple of downward, it's been kind of a little bit of a downward slump in my journey, in my healing process. Nonetheless, not anything debilitating. It's just, there's going to be ups and there's going to be downs. And it just so happens that, you know, the weather's changing. Seasonal, the seasons, the days. I mean, for somebody who struggles already on a daily basis with just, I always like to use this um, this analogy because I feel like sometimes it's hard for people to understand who don't also suffer with some kind of invisible battle, I like to call it. Um, you know, I have to wake up every day and we're, you know, everyone already kind of is like at their, re- you know, everyone's reset. Everyone wakes up and is, and is at, and is at even, is that a, is that an even break? Is that zero? I'm like at negative anywhere in, in the negatives and I'm trying to get to just a break even point And then like, and then from there trying to then hit above positive, if that makes sense. That's always, and that's always there with me um always having to really force to put my happy face and you know this is not this is not something you know if, if, once again I feel like this is something that a lot of people deal with and it's something that I can get up every day and I'm and I'm fu- and I'm functioning with it you know you function with it so not only that but man like you throw on the holidays you throw on the days just being completely cut it's dark it's you know, dark, it, way late, it gets lighter way later in the day. And then it's dark <laughs> before five o'clock. So that, add that on, man, you start to feel kind of caged in like a caged in animal. You're like, you just feel stuck. Okay. Then to slap on mercury, mercury retrograding, which I know that sounds like a hippy dippy yippy thing. And you might just be like, wow, you're an absolutely nut for even thinking that that's real. But it, guess what? It's crazy and it's weird and I can't, I can't describe it, but it's the same thing. It's like, and I've talked about this before on the podcast because it was, you know, it obviously mercury retrograding. It's something that happens quite frequently, but it's a period of time where it's just there's out there's an outside force that's also in you know in what's the word infiltrating that's not the word I was looking for but we'll go with it we'll go with it so then it's that so think about too when like the universe or the the sun and the moon I mean it affects the ocean it affects the waves it affects 
it affects everything. It has an effect on us too. So when this is when this period of time is happening, it always causes a lot of like mental fog and mental block, like a mental block. I feel once again, I feel mentally blocked. I feel stuck. Or I have felt stuck the past couple of days. And, you know, I'm not going to sit here and, you know, tick tock, tick off my list of, you know, things wrong. I just, I'm just wanting to be honest because I, I came on and I recorded this. I started to record this episode yesterday and I just was like, I am just not tuned in. I'm not tuned in. I'm not connected to myself. And I'm sorry. I have a little guy who's, hey, what are you doing? We have a little guy who's getting, once again, who's getting a little, gets a little frisky when I get home. Yeah. Anyways. Um, so, yeah, that's just kind of what's going on with me. You know, it's just another step in the road. It's, there's ups. We are waves. We are waves. And we rise and we fall and we rise really high and we freaking crash. We crash, we crash, and I and I, I say that all the time. That's just how we are. So, I've just been going through, and then with you know the holidays, which like I was talking about, Thanksgiving was totally fine. It was nice. It was relaxing. Um, watched watched the Thanksgiving parade, which is a, a something that I quite enjoy. Something that I will get up early for. One of the only people in my family that get up early because I'm that psycho that literally like when I'm not working and when it's the weekend, my internal alarm clock is going off. And I mean, my eyes are popped open at like 7 a.m. Like if I've gone out the night before, if I haven't gone out the night before, I mean, I am I am wide awake. No, there's no sleeping in. And I also think that has a lot to do with my (laughs) my anxiety, because if I sleep in any bit past Ooh, don't even get me started. If, if I sleep until 10, I am losing. I lose my mind. I instantly wake up and am just in frantic. What have I missed? What have I missed? I mean, I am just so neurotic that way. And I am so sorry, but this guy is going to town on this bone right now. Hey. Hey. I know. I know. I know you just want to chew. I know you just want to chew. Oh, okay. All right. Well, Hopefully that doesn't get extremely annoying. If it does, we might have to pause here for a brief moment so that I can get this little boo-boo a, um, a greenie. The one time he decides to chew this bone is when I'm, is when I'm literally recording an episode. The one time. I mean, he, 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 he skirts around with this bone. Sometimes he loves it. Sometimes he doesn't. Yeah. Okay. Hold, please. All right, I'm back. And that's not a ton better, but you know what? It's just going to have to do. Anyways, I don't really remember what I was yip-yapping about. I was in some, but so yeah, that's just kind of, that's just kind of what's been going on with me. I think, oh, I remember what I was talking about. Watch the Macy's. Who didn't tune in? If you don't tune in, I mean, come on, you got to tune into the Macy's Thanksgiving Parade. And I always used to love watching it because in the beginning it was all of like the like those sh- the different Broadway shows would choose their one song that they were going to perform and I just I always had to watch that obviously as a little as a little music theater nerd growing up just drooling and crying over over musical theater song numbers anywho um I just wanted to come on because I wanted to give my personal opinion on the matter of Rita Ora if you missed the Thanksgiving parade, I'll give you the lowdown real quick. I got you on what happened. So 
here's the deal. These performers go on these floats. These floats have absolutely zero kind of sound system. I mean, you have to think how old some of these floats are, let alone just the entire process. There's, there's, there's not really a way. I mean, I'm sure there might be, but it's going to cost millions and millions and probably, I, I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. But all I know is, is that these floats do not have sound systems. So when you see these, these performers up on these floats and they have their microphones, they're all lip syncing. Like, that's a known fact. That's a known thing that is everyone's aware of, except for some people that then go on witch hunts after people, which I get because, like, lip syncing is, like, kind of frowned upon, In except if you're, like, in a Vegas show or, like, on the floats and some other circumstances. However, if you're on SNL, don't lip sync. That's just, like, a new thing. Like, don't pull an Ashley Simpson. Anywho, these floats, they can't, they're not capable of that. So when you see these performers up there, Here's what happens. It's the song is piped in through speakers placed along the way, um, playing the music and whatever. So those people typically on the floats, the performers, the Rita Ora's, the whatever, they can't they can't hear like they can't hear anything. So they go up there. It's okay on an eight count. The track's going to start and then and then it's like it's an entire performance. A lot of them typically sometimes still sing a little bit. You're supposed to for it to really be like on the ticket on the money and for the people who don't the people who don't know how to lip sync like what are you doing this is your job like learn how to actually sell it a little bit I'm just I'm flabbergasted by people who do not know how to lip sync well or who literally have like hit like a well it's always people who like the person who has like a hit song and then they have to go and perform and then they're just like the worst like they're just the worst they're the worst um anywho so Rita Ora is up there and here's what happened she her song they somebody somebody fucked up so her song started and she didn't her mic was literally she was still down her holding her mic by her chest and the song started and I mean it was a couple of it was definitely like I'd say like it had to be a couple of seconds it seems longer but it was a couple of seconds and then she started and she just kept going and it was completely off by a long shot the cameras instantly picked up on it and were and it was weird I was like oh my god oh my god I was of course I was guthawing as I was watching it I literally was standing up I was I was about to exit the room I was like I can't I can't watch her go down in flames like this I, I just I can't I can't I won't I will not be a part of this tragedy the cameras you know the production and everyone's like get the cam pull the cameras from her face because I mean she was and, like, she's still going because, way, what are you going to do? B, she can't hear. I mean, I felt so bad for her, too, because it's, like, her PR, her her books, like, they probably had this. And she just came out with her new album. She's promoting her single, her first single off the album. Probably one of the big PR stunts for her towards this, you know, ending out the year. They've had it on the books for months. And here, it's just a total dumpster fire. They're literally showing angles of the angles of her from like the street but they're literally not showing her face they're showing you the side I mean it was absolutely a, I mean it was a disaster there's no other way shape or form to do it and I was just I, I you know I said a little prayer for her I shed a tear for her for her poor her poor team uh and I just felt bad for her anyway so that's what happened and she started getting she got her ass torn apart by people out there like lip sync and just going on about lip syncing and lip syncing and it's like okay one those people look stupid because it's like it's it's a known thing or it's like an unspoken known thing 
And then John Legend came to her rescue and sent out a tweet and was like, look, these floats, like they're not none, they're not capable to have what. So he's like, basically, like everyone lip syncs. And then he, of course, had to like slide in at the end. Like, oh, but if you come to one of my shows, it's 100 percent live. Like putting ding, like good job, John Legend. Anyways, I'm not going to I'm not trashing him. However, I am going to watch him and Chrissy Teigen's um, Christmas special on tonight at 10 p.m. I am going to allow myself. There are two somebody else who I kind of battle with like, you know, they get so much airtime. They get they're all over, you know, they're all over social media. They're all over, you know, e-news. And sometimes I'm like, all right, we get it. But like, they're great. They're good. They seem like good people. They seem like normal folk for as much as you can be. And you know what? If they're going to put on a little song and dance with a little cooking, I think they're doing cooking. It actually looks kind of cool. So, you know, that's on tonight. I'm talking about something that, you know, can't even can't even really say. Um, But oh, my God, I just had to say I just had to talk about that. Also, I wanted to just put this out there because I realized this over the years. I've kind of realized this about myself. And it's something that you know what, it might look bad. And I don't care. So when you're sitting in the kitchen at family gatherings, whether it be Thanksgiving, a Christmas, a, a, a birthday, a Hanukkah, a Hanukkah, you know, a celebration. This year, it was Thanksgiving. Well, it's pretty much any family function for me. You know, everyone's get everyone's getting the my my aunt's working her ass off, getting the food out of the kitchen. Everyone's getting so you know we're clear. You know, everyone's getting set up so everything can be hot in the second. You know, it's ready. It's like let's go. Soup's on. Line up. The only thing is, nobody ever lines up. And I stand there. Oh, I'm standing there like a hawk because I've already done. I've already done my circle around the kitchen. I'm I'm consistently eyeing where we're at in the food process, so I know where I need to be when this shit's ready. It's just what I do. It's what I've always done. You know what? I'll say it. I'm not gonna hide it. So I'm lurking. I'm lurking like a vulture on dead roadkill and the second they're like all right soup's on and it's always been like all right you know kids first well there's really not that many kids like my one cousin has like four little kids and like sometimes they're there and sometimes they're not this case they were there but they're older now so it's not like it doesn't take seven hours there's not a million there's not a million kids so then like after that nobody moves nobody gets up from their seats and everyone's like all right like line up I don't even skip a beat and I'm like I literally do one look around the room. I do a look and I go, all right. And I grab my plate and I start piling up. I am the first in line everywhere. Because you know what? If there's one thing that I do not live by, it's like, ooh, 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 ooh. Oh, sorry. Are you gonna, oh, are you going to go? It's like, no. And, you know, people will wait. Oh, well, I don't want, I don't, I, okay. Well, if you're going to wait, I sure as shit ain't. So I'm going to go up and get my food. So I was, you best believe, I'm always one of the first to sit down because I'm the first through the line. <laughs> And then I'm done first. It's a whole thing. But you know what? It's a great strategy because then you can, then you're the first for seconds. And you get to go back for the mashed potatoes that typically are gone. You get to go back. I mean, I live by it and it's, no one's ever called me out for it. And no one's ever been like, it's just the way that it is. And you know what? I'll gladly be the first in line every year. I'll gladly be the first in line. And you know what? I'm going to not eat. I'm not going to eat stuffing. I think it's disgusting. I think it's gross. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't trust it. I don't understand it. Never have, never will. And I know I'm going to alienate a lot of people saying that. And you know what? I hope you'll love me anyways, because I mean, that's just one of those things. It's like saying you hate those and you hate I when I say I hate cucumbers, I get looked at like I'm and I consider myself a pretty 
I am not a health freak that's like, yeah, I'm vegan and I don't eat anything that's then. I mean, I'm just a considerably pretty healthy person. Like, I make pretty healthy choices, just un- just annoyingly enough. I enjoy eating vegetables. When I say I don't like cucumbers, I'm stared at like I have 7 million heads. And I never understand that saying. And I don't even, but it's true. It's true. And I hate saying it because it's like, they looked at me like I had seven heads. And it's like, God, can we think of something else to say by now? I still say it. But yeah, so no, nay, nay, horse to the stuffing. So, um, oh my God. Okay, this is the last thing I'm going to say about Thanksgiving. And then we're going to move on. There was a year. There was a year. It was a dark, it was a dark year. It was the year without the mashed potatoes. And honestly, God bless my aunt. God bless my aunt because she decided one year, you know, she was going to take a risk. And I appreciate a risk. Take a risk. Make a jump. Make a leap. You never know if you're not going to try. She decided to take a risk one year. And she decided to make scalloped potatoes instead of mashed potatoes. And my, let me preface all of this. My aunt is a, my family, every single person in my family is an absolute, and that's so cliche, but my God, there's nothing truer. Everyone in my family is a great cook on my dad's side. Everyone. Everyone. And I'm proud because I feel like a lot of that has come down to me, and I'm really starting to enjoy it and enjoy I mean, I never cook with it. I I never use cookbooks. I don't use recipes. I just, I just do it. And it's weird. I literally will just, okay, that's enough. Okay, that's good. good. And that's, that's how my, that's how my entire family cooks. It's literally all just from, just what, from feeling. My Aunt Jan is a, I mean, gourmet status. I mean, it's, it's honestly hard to say who's, my goodness, we are having some issues tonight. You poor thing. You better sit down and realize what a nice situation you have here. Yeah, think on that. Just kidding. I love my talk. So it's really hard to say, honestly, who's a, who's a better, who's the best, because everyone in their own way, whatever. She decided to make one year beautiful. I mean, but, and they were, deli- I mean, they were, they were delicious, but it's just, let's just say I mean, between my sister and my cousin, who is slightly relentless and literally will, like, never let you forget something and will always bring it up, um, they, I mean, and I, too, was like, all right, you know, but I, I wasn't going to say it to, like, in front of her and, like, hurt her freaking feelings. You know, I, 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 I have some self-awareness. I'm not a total demon. But I, you know, every now and then I'd be like, oh, shit, you know, whispered, I wish we had some mashed potatoes this year. Oh my God. But I swear to God, it was, it was dark. I mean, people were making numerous comments. My poor aunt finally was like, you know what? I thought I tried something different. I'll never do it again. I mean, it was bad, but it's like on the same side, it's like, you don't mess with the mashed potatoes. You just don't. You don't. If there is a better comfort food out there, tell me tell me let's have a conversation let's talk about it because to me that is mecca I know some people actually might dabble with with um oh god macaroni and cheese I get it I get it still if there's a macaroni and cheese in front of me and the mashed potatoes I'm gonna literally like how you can smash your face in a cake I'm gonna smash my face in the mashed potatoes every single time hands down and not even think twice about it so on that note while I just went on that little um just out of the 
lost my mind there for a minute about talking about mashed potatoes. So I just had to share that story because, I mean, and then it is brought up year after year after year. Oh, you remember that? You remember the year? You, the year? It's like, all right, guys, don't say that that loud. Like, she's in the kitchen. Like, can we can we forgive her? Can we stop, you know, nailing her to the cross about the mashed potatoes already? But I get it, man. I mean, I'm going to tell you, the year without the mashed potatoes was a dark, dark, dark time. Oh, my God. Okay. So the Lion King trailer dropped. The teaser trailer. And I've been waiting for it. We've all been waiting for it. Everyone who is in this generation is waiting for it. We are waiting for it to come back. We're waiting to feel the feelings that we felt when we danced on our couches and jumped from couch to couch singing, I just can't wait to be king. Because that's what I did. You know? Every single song, I learned every part. I learned Pumbaa. I learned Zazu. I, I, I know it all. I can say every song successfully love Scar's song his creepy lament in the cave I I know it all okay I might be a little rusty I might need to pick it back up but I have some time because a new Lion King isn't coming out till July 19th of 2019 which don't even get me started on that but at least we got a little taste okay so the trailer you know dips in and we have that nah I mean it's the whole thing it's beautiful we have that we're seeing the live animals. I'm feeling it. I'm getting, a, I'm getting a little misty. I'm getting a little nostalgic. We see the scene, the beautiful scene of um, Rafiki, which, by the way, I'd also like to asterisk that I did have a chinchilla, and I named him Rafiki, a.k.a. Feeks. And that's something that I don't think many people know about me is that I did at one point in my life own a chinchilla, was obsessed with it. Sometimes on my Facebook memory, I have those weird, super pixelated little videos of Rafiki that like look like they're from some different planet because of how terrible the phone videos were. And it's him like like bathing himself because they had to bathe themselves in like volcanic dust because they had to keep themselves. I don't know. They're the coolest little critter. Super cute. Literally had to be gnawn on something 24-7 or else their teeth literally grew out of their mouth and like they would chew. I'll tell you what though. I had the most craziest experience with this damn thing and it finally, I finally had to, I had to give it back. That's so embarrassing but thank God we got it from our neighbors and I just, we kind of just gave it back to them. During the night, he would make the most psychotic noise I've ever heard in my life that scared me. And for a while, I was like, what is, is this the, is this the chinchilla in the cage? Is it something else? What's going on here? Every single night, he would make crazy noises. The cage smelled like piss. I had to change the cage every freaking, I like every couple of days. He had to be chewing on blocks of wood 24-7. He was cute as hell. He jumped sky high and that was it. So... Yeah, I had a I had a chinchilla named Rafiki. Anyways, it's the scene where Simba's getting baptized or he's getting, you know, whatever the correct African African um safari, not safari, savanna, savanna ritual of the animals. And I was a little upset. I thought they could have been a little bit better on the details because I thought that he Rafiki the um the monkey scrapes stuff out of a melon. But whatever. He breaks roots, he breaks the red roots, and he does the little line on his head. And you see his cute little kitten face. Oh my god, he's so cute. But one thing, just one thing that I have to say, I have to go on record saying this because I've said this and I've thought this for so long. And I've now started to hear some other people say it. I'm like, I'm gonna take credit for that I'm just gonna go ahead and say it if teenage Simba is not as hot if not hotter than he is 
in the cartoon, we're going to have some serious problems, okay? And before you judge me, before you judge me, I want you to think back for a minute. I want you to think back long and hard. More so maybe talking to girls. Pretty sure there's not too many guys listening. And if you are, cool. And, you know, for some guys, great. You might think whatever. Um, Think back to that scene in the jungle when young baby Simba gets on gets on the log and is doing that walk with Timon and Pumbaa. And I think Zazu's there too. Why not? And he's doing the walk and, you know, he's changing and he's changing and it's puberty's happening. And then he jumps off the log and sings, starts singing back into the song. And he's hot. It's the craziest thing. I don't know how to explain it, describe it. The cartoon, the, the, the human, the face, I don't know. I would have to go on record saying that Simba is the hottest male character in a cartoon Disney movie. He shits on John Smith. Anyone? I'm, I'm sorry. I don't get the John Smith thing. I guess you just must have to have a thing for like really big, bulky, long-haired blonde men if you're into John Smith. That's totally fine. I'm not going, I'm not going to crucify you for that. He's the hottest. He's the hottest hands down. I don't have to go into it. I don't have to go into it. If you're going to judge me for it, then you know what? Screw you. And you should go and you should watch it because I swear to God, he's hot. And if they don't make him hot, we're going to have an issue. And I'm excited to hear Donald Glover's Glover's voice. I'm thrilled Seth Rogen is voicing Pumbaa. And I just think as a modern day remake, there is not a better voice to suit Pumbaa. Can you think of that Seth Rogen laugh backing Pumbaa? I mean, come on. Oh, John Oliver is going to be, John Oliver is going to be Zazu. Yeah, Zazu. Billy Eichner is going to be Timon. Um, He's been on American Horror Story. He's one of the newer male characters. And I know he had a show on Bravo, I believe. Don't really care enough to like go into his like repertoire. But Beyonce is going to be voicing Nala. Um, Earl Earl Ray Jones is going to be back. James Earl James Earl Jones James Earl Jones Megan. God, sometimes I just embarrass myself with what I do with what I say incorrectly. Um, it's going to be great. So, but yeah, it's not coming out until next summer, which great. It'll be wonderful. We're going to start getting little trailer drops. Can't wait to hear and see Scar. I'm just super excited. It'll be interesting. I finally watched The Jungle Book and like it was cool. And I I mean, I, I think we love and we fall. We've fallen in love with what they I mean, we just we when you say Simba, you probably get an image in your head. When you say Pumbaa, you probably get an image in your head. Um, so it'll be different to kind of see these re- the you know, the the real um, the real animals. But nonetheless still it's still thrilled another little hot button of e-news here so amanda Bynes is resurfacing and i don't want to join the bandwagon and say i'm here for it but i'm here for it i've always been so pro amanda Bynes because i thought she was so insanely talented as a young female like comedian like she just was so she was a leader in that generation. She was a leader in that crew, in like the All That crew and the Amanda Show crew. Like she was just a pioneer, I think, at that point in that kind of 
generation of all, you know, like the Drakes, the the Mary Jo Best, the Keenan and Kells, whatever. I just always think, and she's freaking hilarious. I mean, not to mention, I mean, obviously she's the man. I mean, that is the the movie of the movies. But can we talk about what a girl wants? I mean, come on. Don't even get me started with that movie. Love it. Who doesn't love a little girl running off to London to find her father? And she falls in love with, mind you, I was obsessed with that guy because he was also in Raise Your Voice with Hilary Duff, which is another movie that I'm obsessed with because it has John Corbett as the sexy hot music teacher. I mean, God, I am sorry. I'm sorry. I need to, I need to calm down and take a drink. I just got a little, I just got a little ahead of myself. Um, I don't even remember what I was talking about. Amanda Bynes. So she surfaced and she is on the cover of Paper Magazine. She also did an interview and she's coming out. She's talking about those sketchy tweets, talking about she wanting Drake to pound her in all different ways. I don't even, I don't remember the correct verbiage, but y'all know what I'm talking about. And if you don't know, it's probably for the best. She went on Twitter rampages, the weird pictures, the piercings, the, she just got very sexual. I mean, according to her, she was doing a lot of pot, which I don't even like saying this or like giving this because I just I don't agree anyways she was using marijuana she was on Adderall I forget what else she said something else I think there's probably more she was definitely probably doing coke I mean duh I mean if you're doing Adderall you're in your and you have the money that you have and you're in the industry that you have you're doing coke too so not only are you on Adderall you're on coke and you're smoking pot you're probably gonna say some and she said that her brain she reacts differently to marijuana, which I believe. I, I I have heard of people saying that they are literally allergic or they their brain, their brain chemistry, they just completely go nuts. So I, I get it. I don't necessarily side with her maybe. I think it, the article kind of starts to sound like she's blaming like the marijuana. I just, I have a hard time like really believing that that was all that there was going on I just you know grows from the ground it's not something that's literally I mean for for some people yes it might be a gateway drug for others you might have a brain chemistry thing whatever allergic this that okay so there's there's circumstances but I don't know. You obviously can tell what you obviously can tell what side I'm on. <laughs> I mean, anyways, so that and then she says that when she saw herself and she's the man, which for anyone who's never seen she's the man, um it is based off of and I don't want to get this incorrect, but she's the man is a modern day kind of redo of the Shakespeare play. Oh, I want to say Twelfth Night. And that's just my theater nerd. I think it's Twelfth Night. Hold on. Yep, Twelfth Night. Boom! Okay, so it's... It's a remake of just kind of like how 10 Things I Hate About You, same kind of deal. Um, so she 
it's basically uh it's all uh it's all a sheet it's all a sheet pulled over the head or oh god what's the saying god I just butchered it I'm sorry I'm butchering sayings it's all like um kind of like a farce she's one person she cross dresses and dresses as her brother to trick the one to trick his roommate into the okay I feel like most people have seen it so she is claiming that she was depressed after she saw herself in She's the Man because of how she looked. I'm not saying that I completely agree with, like, Amanda Bynes' like, mental sanity still. I still don't think she's 100%. Um, I just can't really, I, 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 can't simp- I can't empathize with her on that. I, that is just a button for me that I just, ooh, really? Ooh, you were in one of, like, the, the, one of the most popular cult classic. I don't know how well it did box office-wise. I'm sure it probably did good for, like, an opening weekend. But, like, you know, it's not up there with one of, like, like, the gangs of New York or Scarface. Like, but for her, and for what the age range it was, it was aiming at, you know, teens and kids and young adults, whatever, it, it's, it's a total cult classic. So she's saying that she was depressed and got depressed for months and months and months afterwards because she didn't like the way that she looked as a boy. And to that, I, you know, kind of cold-heartedly say, well, boo fucking who? <laughs> Sorry. I mean, trust me, I get it. I'm the most empathetic person that I that I know. And that's, I, I'm, I can feel with people. I understand. This is something that's like, yeah, okay. I think she actually looked really, I think she looked cute. And you know what? I'll, I'll put a wig on. I'll be a boy. I'll do it. I think it's awesome. But anyways, that was another main point in the, in the art. That was like the only other main point in the article that I was kind of like, really? Like we're, we're, you're coming out with this story and then you have this sob story about how you didn't like how you looked in one of your best movies and one of your probably best box office movies because you didn't like how you looked like as a boy. Well, tough shit. (laughs) Tough shit, because that movie paid for you probably going to your fashion merchandise school that you've, you know, put yourself into. And I, okay, I'm getting a little feisty here, but you understand what I'm saying, right? I mean, I feel like that, I feel like that's like a comment. I feel like I'm on the same page. Anyways, so that was, that was pretty, that was pretty fun. So I'm, and she actually said she's coming back to acting because she's, she's, she quit acting. She retired from acting and, and I, that I get, I get and I can, I can, empathize with child actors on the stressors that they go through not only going through a one of the most difficult periods of time in their life you know they're changing they're going through puberty god seventh and eighth grade sucked and just hating and being so angsty and yeah and yeah and then also having to deal with the the press the the press and the stress of being in the public eye forget it i'd probably be fucking batshit crazy too and you know what? Justin Bieber and Haley Baldwin are moving out of America and going back to Ontario, going back to Canada. Good for them, by the way. And you know what? I'm just going to say this. If I can find somebody who wants to make out with me in public the way that Justin and Haley make out, I'm up for it. Sign me up or sign up, baby. God, man, they make out. They are making out in more paparazzi pictures than anything I've ever seen. And every time I see it, I'm like, you know what? And sometimes they're like making out in a park and people like are surrounding them. And I'm like, you know what? Go. I am team. I am team that. You want a little PDA? You want a little makeout session public? You know what? They're young. Good for them. But they're moving to Ontario and they just bought this house apparently with like a bunch of land and a lake and they want to live. That's where they're moving. They're living there and they want to raise their family and kids there. I think it's sweet. I think it's adorable and good for them. 
I don't know if anyone else is super excited about um, Ariana Grande's Thank You Next video because she's been teasing it for a very long time now and it has to do with Mean Girls. There's a whole Mean Girls theme. The teaser trailer dropped and had Aaron Samuels in it. It had Katie Heron was wearing yoga or was it army camo army pants and flip-flops. So I bought army pants and flip-flops. She was in it. I mean, it was, it's going to be fucking awesome. And you know what? Music videos are not really a thing. I, I'm like into a really good story music video. Like I don't, I don't want to see you in like you as the singer with your band singing on like in some field, like give me a good story. Like one that will make me cry or like this one. I'm super excited. And they were like, I thought I saw some stuff on like Instagram too of her with Paulette from Legally Blonde with if, if she's in it. I'm at, I, she has to be in it. She has to be in it. And I know they're going to do like the bend and snap and the whole thing. And I'm taking the dog, you dumbass. And if you know that quote, then good for you. And I wish I could hug you because obviously it's from Legally Blonde. Um, so yeah, and it's funny, I keep talking about Ariana Grande, and I'm still not even like the biggest, I'm still not like a super huge fan, but I feel like I keep talking about her a lot, but damn, she's been in, she's been a hot little, she's been a hot little tip-top topic. Okay, so I wanted to talk about, I mean, obviously, if we're going into like, I mean, we're, we're about to be in December, so I know everyone has their decorations up, I have mine up, um... The Cipollonis have officially cut down their Christmas tree. Cipollonis have officially cut down their Christmas tree. We go every single year and we actually physically go to a Christmas tree farm and we literally take a saw and cut it down. And it sounds a lot more like aggressive than it is. It actually takes like, it literally is like the biggest buildup and we go there and we unload. Sometimes we take the dogs and it's a whole thing and we're, here we are. And then we, everyone goes around and tries to find their tree and I am... I can be, I'm very particular. I have a very high standard for things. And that's just the way that I am. And I'm not afraid to, I'm not afraid to voice my opinion. So I tell my family, I say, look, last year, the tree was not up to my liking. It wasn't the shape that I wanted. And it was a little, it wasn't the good, I don't know, I wasn't a fan. So I have the final say because I am queen. Not really, but that's how I think sometimes in my head. So whatever at least I'm honest with myself and self-aware so we go it's muddier than shit which you know everyone slips sliding around we find our tree and my dad's trying to pick the first two trees that he see I say dad we drive all the way out here my god let us take a lap we don't even we don't even go over the whole Christmas tree farm let us take a lap around a couple of trees and then my god we can we can pick Jesus so we find our tree, we, we saw it down and it literally takes like, I think a couple strokes and it's, it's down. I mean, it's a very, it's very anticlimactic, but that's been officially done. That's just always been. And I just realized, I was like, you know what? That's like a tradition. Like that's something that we do every single year and that I cannot wait to do with my kid. Like I will do that with my kids and something else that I have to talk about because it's something that has rung hard with me and you know. I feel like there comes a time in every young girl and in every young girl and boy's life where they they ask themselves the question. The question is Santa Claus real? Is Santa Claus real? And you know, some of us believe longer than others. And that's okay. Who am I? Who am I to judge anyone's journey or who are you to judge my journey? 
just because I believed in Santa Claus until I was in the sixth sixth grade doesn't mean anything. It means my parents did a damn good job making me believe in Santa. And I'll tell you why. Partially traumatizing. But it will it this is now something that I am so excited for when I have kids. We will go down and cut Christmas trees at the Christmas tree farm. I will do shit in the night to make my kids think that Santa is real. My parents went above and beyond with not only Santa, the Easter bunny, shit, we'd have dirt and grass in our house. We one year, the Easter bunny, my parents back in the day when you set up the big ass cam camera, they would record everything, every single opening of presents. Here we are. Oh, okay, it's it's December 6th and the kids are playing in the backyard and there's Megan, zooms in on me. Zoom, I mean, the camera, think about it. Home videos were such a big thing that they're not anything. We our children are not going to have home videos. Our children are going to have their our, our Instagram accounts, our Instagram stories. But something I love is to look back and we watch our home videos. We watch me be a psycho when I'm 13 and I make up cheers at my sister's birthday when her and her friends are sitting around and I'm 13 and I think I'm cool and I say a cheer at her. It's just, we're not going to have that kind of documentation anymore. And that's really sad. But I mean, one year the Easter money grabbed the camera and was was literally eating carrots in the background while it would like it took the camera and was like recording the room. It was insane. We watched it the next day. We're instantly terrified. It was this traumatic thing. Oh my god, the Easter Bunny's in our house. He took our camera. That it doesn't stop there, folks. It doesn't stop there. Literally, there was a year when um oh my god. Oh my god, the story. So what we would do on Christmas morning is we would all wake up. Obviously, the kids woke up at like, like would, we would all be awake in our beds at like 4.30 a.m., 5 a.m., 6 a.m. And like my parents were like, you cannot come into our room until 7.30. At 7, or I think they literally would push it to 7 o'clock. At 7 o'clock, you can come into our room. Because they would spend all night setting up. They didn't. And then we would always host Christmas Eve. I mean, my poor parents were slaving and breaking their backs to make sure that we freaking believed in Santa Claus or that he was there. Anyways... When we would wake up, my dad would go downstairs and check to see if the coast was clear before the kids ran downstairs, a.k.a. turn on the camera, turn on the lights, get the music turned on, turn on the fire. I mean, setting the whole scene so that when we walked in, the camera was on and it was showtime, baby. One year, we're sitting at the top of the stairs and all of a sudden you hear my dad downstairs, whoa, whoa, and it's literally you hear him running through the house and you hear a jingle bell. We are all screaming and crying at the top of the stairs, like yelling, dad, dad, like down the stairs. My mom is trying to keep us upstairs. We are all like running back to our rooms. We're so scared. My dad is literally chasing around, as we like to call him, Bernard, um, the main head elf from the Santa Claus. We, my dad said he was chasing Bernard around the house because Bernard was still there setting gifts up. It was a whole, it was a whole thing. And I mean, my God, if we didn't believe in, oh my God, we believed so freaking hard. There would be cookies, crumbles of cookies and, and crumbs in the milk there was literally handwritten, beautiful, scripted, red, handwritten notes that my dad would do. I mean, one year we were sleeping in the basement because my my grandpa and grandma were spending Christmas with us. And they we had a guest room in our basement. We all slept or 
we all slept down there. And I remember we woke up and um, we were all getting ready. And I literally remember this like it was yesterday. We started to run up the stairs. And it was like I was reaching for the doorknob. And the second I almost opened, like opened the door, the lock went and like closed. And then all of a sudden we hear pounding on the floor and ho, ho. I mean, we instantly, once again, scream, start crying, running down the stairs. Santa's locked us in the basement. We're freaking out. I mean, all of these ended up being extremely traumatic experiences, but nonetheless made us believe fear is the way, people. If you can scare your kids into believing Santa's real, they will literally think he's real until they're in the sixth grade. And that's just what you have to do. I don't think my parents intended on scaring the shit out of us, but they did. And I mean, I remember those stories like crazy, and I swear to God, I will go to my grave like my mother did. She went to the grave with us. And that's another traumatic story that my brother found out that Santa wasn't real because my dad slipped on that one. My mom still doesn't let him forget it. And he had to act like he did. I think, I don't know for how many years because he's younger than me. And I believed until it was, I'm, I'm telling you, Christmas was a, a, they did a very good job to say the least. Um, in the house and I just I can't wait to carry on I just can't wait to carry on those like those traditions I now like thinking about it thinking about it those are things that you know we think about now being young adults or whatever and I don't know it's just really cool but that's kind of a little bit of insight on the old on the old Cipollone family Christmas but speaking of Christmas I did a little holiday poll the other day because I was like kind of curious because I know I have my personal feelings about certain Christmas movies. I just kind of wanted to like get a consensus on like where everyone was at. So I did a little um, I did a little survey poo on Instagram and I only did a couple of movies, a couple of the main movies. So the first round that we went into was Elf and the Grinch. So Obviously, in this situation, um, I'm 100 and and 59% said Elf and 41% said Grinch. Here's my say on it. I am a team Grinch. I am team Jim Carrey till the day I die. There are lines in the Grinch that make me literally piss my pants laughing that I love to reenact, that I love to quote. And I'm going to say something that probably... I'd say 98% of people who might be listening to this are probably going to hate me for saying this. I don't really care for Elf. I, it is such an unpopular opinion and it makes me cringe because how could you not like Elf? I don't care for it. It's long, it's boring, and I don't care. I'll tell you what I do care about and that's Jim Carrey being in full makeup, full makeup in a naked, in a naked Grinch makeup Just, oh my God, just being absolutely brilliant. So Elf was the winner. However, in my heart, the Grinch was the winner. Next round, we had Christmas Vacation versus A Christmas Story. And thank God this panned out the way that it did. Christmas Vacation won with 57% and A Christmas Story had 43%. Okay, The Christmas Story is absolutely, or I mean, Christmas Vacation is... Hands down, obviously one of the best Christmas movies of all time. It is so funny. It is so quotable. I can't tell you how many times 
I say shitters full, not even around Christmas. I say that all the time. I big fan, big, 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 big fan, big fan of litter. And every time I, every time I watch it, there's like a new Chevy Chase ism that I find even funnier. Or there's ones that like, I don't, I, you know, like you just, I don't really care for that scene one year. And then one year I'm just, I can't get over the squirrel in the tree or I cannot get over. Oh my God. I mean, the dinner table was saying grace. I, there's just so many, there's so many greatnesses to that. And I'm going to be honest, a Christmas story is weird. Once again, my saying of all sayings, I don't understand it. I don't trust it. I don't get it. Never have, never will. It's creepy. It's dark. I remember watching it when I was little and actually being scared of it. I was traumatized by the scene in the mall where the weird elf man pushes him down the slide. It's very, it's very, it still is a little like creepy to me to this day. The whole thing, I just, the humor, the dad, kind of the, like, the old-fashioned, like, really aggressive father and, like, the stay-at-home mom and, like, the weird bully who, like, is the is the redhead who is creepy with the freckles and it's the kid getting his tongue stuck to the pole. It's just a very, it's just not a fan. So as you can tell, I'm really not a big fan of it. And I hate that they play it 24-7 on whatever, whatever, whatever channel plays it 24-7 needs to stop. I think they need to play Christmas Vacation or the Santa Claus 24-7. Just my opinion. Okay, the next one. (laughs) Okay, this one, I kind of shit my pants at because (laughs) I knew it was going to be a landslide. So it was Polar Express (laughs) versus I'll Be Home for Christmas. Now... Polar Express got 79% and I'll Be Home for Christmas got 21%. And you know what? I need to do a public service announcement because I know a lot of people probably have not seen I'll Be Home for Christmas. And here is your one homework assignment. You need to go watch I'll Be Home for Christmas starring Jonathan Taylor Thomas and Jessica Biel. It is a prized, it is a national treasure. Jonathan Taylor Thomas and Jessica Biel are at what is it USC they're at USC and they're at college and they're dating and it's so 90s it's so early 2000s oh my god you have to go watch it right now I literally want to watch it right now just talking about it okay so Jonathan Taylor Thomas and Jessica Biel are dating and he basically runs this or he runs this little thing where he helps athletes cheat on tests so he gives them all beepers and then he has his one little Jonathan Taylor Thomas has his best friend who's like really smart and they have this whole this whole little side business where these athletes are gonna like get A's on their finals whatever so it goes wrong I forget like the whole like dirty detail but something goes wrong and then the athletes literally which actually now being the age that I am realize that they drug him They roofie him. They drop him off in a desert dressed as Santa Claus. Nothing. Not a penny to his name. Cell phones, I don't think, were a thing. And he's in the middle of a desert dressed as Santa with a tumbleweed following him. And that's it. And he, the whole deal is he wants, he has to get home by Christmas Eve because his dad's remarried. And that's a whole thing. And the stepmom's trying to ask his sweater size. And it's very awkward. And he has the little sister who was from the surf or net surfers or what is it? Back in the day on the Disney Channel. Oh, my God. If you watch it and if you were a Disney Channel watcher, you'll know exactly who I'm talking about. She's the little sister. Long story short, Jake has to make it home by Christmas Eve or else he doesn't get the Porsche. And him and Jessica Beale were... Oh no, him and oh no, him and Jessica Beale were going home for Christmas together because they live in the same like New York or whatever snowy state. 
and he like turns in their tickets to like two tickets to Mexico and keep in mind I think they're like freshmen I guess that would make sense freshmen in college oh god I was about to just sound like an old woman anyways he turns their tickets into tickets to Mexico and Jessica Biel is just is just pissed and is heartbroken and basically I think breaks up with him or whatever not breaks up with him but decides basically shits on him and says she's not going to Mexico with him and was like so upset because they are supposed to go home and spend Christmas with their families so then he decides to then he calls his dad and the dad says okay you got to be home by Christmas Eve and if you're home by Christmas Eve this year Jake you get the Porsche and he's like the Porsche and he's like the Porsche the Porsche the 19 whatever 57 Porsche that we've been working on yeah you get it he goes done so he tells Allie Jessica Beale that they're going to now go home and bad guy Eddie which I don't remember his name but he was really hot and I think he was in seventh heaven he is the villain and finds out this little scheme because he was also part of like the scheme with like the like the jocks I think he got I think he screwed Jake over he tells Allie that the reason why Jake wants to go home is because I think he splits it or shares it because because of the Porsche Allie's pissed Allie jumps in Eddie's car and gets a ride with him home and then Jake is or no whatever I'm getting I'm getting the details mixed up you get the gist so it's literally Jake dressed as Santa trying to make it home to get the Porsche Allie's going home it's the trials and tribulations he gets in a car with a bunch of old women they drive him halfway he 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 meets this guy who's stolen a bunch of goods they get pulled over they lie and say that they're going to the hospital for the children then they go to the hospital I mean it is one of the best Christmas movies oh my god I'm preaching I am preaching my hands are in the air right now watch it so as you can see (laughs) I obviously 100% would vote for I'll be home for Christmas but Polar Express literally crushed it with a 79% I get it Polar Express is a classic everyone's seen Polar Express not everyone has seen I'll be home for Christmas I bet you $10 after you watch it you'll be wanting to change your vote just saying Polar Express gets a little old we get it and it is nice and it is nostalgic and it is actually a good movie for like all ages I'm not gonna lie I like I don't think I've watched it straight through because I, I don't know I don't get it it's fun I get and Tom Hanks and the different characters and do you believe in the bell I you know what it's a beautiful movie I'm just gonna stick with my Jonathan Taylor Thomas and Jessica Biel love story and does Jake get the Porsche does Jessica Biel and Jake get back together does Eddie end up with Jessica Biel you're just gonna have to go watch it to find out <laughs> also um in sync's um merry christmas is the ending credit song and i'll have you know that my family used to blare that and dance to it one time it was so loud it set off my dog's bark collar and was aggressively shocking her while we had no idea because we were dancing all very loudly to merry christmas by in sync okay story time's over anywho moving on she was fine by the way she was fine she lived a great still living a wonderful life um last but not least Last but not least. Ooh, I like this one. I like this one because it's 50-50. So, the Santa Claus. Ooh, wait a minute. Hold on. Yep, 50-50. The Santa Claus with Tim Allen or Home Alone. Split right down the tippy top center. And you know what? I'm glad it is because I would have been really upset if this was a landslide one way or the other. Because my vote, if I was voting, which I did, or I mean, I've, I've, you know, I had had my pick in my head. Santa Claus, 
to the 10th million degree. Santa Claus is a Cipollone family staple. We can quote that movie. I mean, obviously, we thought Bernard was in our house. So we we, we like to think that we're close. Um, love the Santa Claus. Tim Allen is fucking hilarious in that movie. Once again, so many just, oh, so many beautiful scenes. The elves with attitude and and the tinsel and falling off the roof and oh my god so good so good such a classic tim allen isms to the extent santa claus is my one and true only i'm not gonna lie though i will dabble in santa claus 2 and santa claus 3 i am a big fan of santa claus 2 i'm a big fan of a sequel i'm a big fan of a trilogy even better slap a trilogy on it like twilight don't even get me started about twilight don't even get me started um but Home Alone is argued to be, is it a Christmas movie? Is it not a Christmas movie? I mean, I think it's a Christmas movie, but some argue and say that it's not. But it is. I, I, what's the argument? They're saying that, like, it could happen. That's, like, that's not very valid. And honestly, Bobby Bones says that. Bobby Bones says it's not a Christmas movie. Same thing with, like, Die Hard. But I don't remember his reasoning. So, anywho... Thank you for everyone who participated in the holiday survey. But um, I think what we got out of it is that you should probably go watch I'll Be Home for Christmas. Also, if you've never seen Christmas with the Cranks, another great one. Another great Tim Allen film. Another Cipollone favorite where we love and we quote it and we watch it till it's dead and done. Um, great. Highly, highly, highly recommend. I know I didn't go over all of them, but those were like the main ones that I kind of wanted to get a feel and kind of wanted to see where everybody was at with that. So... Lord Almighty, I just have un I unleashed the Kraken tonight. All right, I'm going to end on this because I think I ended on it last time and I had some time to think about this and you know, just in case anyone cares and I want to obviously share where I am. I think last episode I talked a little bit about thinking that I was ready to start maybe getting on online dating or dating. And after I remember like saying that and then like listening back to the episode I, it just didn't sit well with me. It hasn't sat well with me. Um, and you know, I had this huge rev- like revelation that like, I'm not, I'm not ready. And there the, there the mind goes, the mind starting to play tricks. Like, Ooh, you need someone. Ooh. Um, it's time. Like, no, I don't need somebody. No, it's not time. I'm going to take my damn time. I spent a very long time consumed in someone else. And I learned a lot from that. And I'm learning a lot from that. And it's part of my journey. I'm learning the right and correct way to be in a relationship and what I need to do and how I need to keep a steady foundation in myself and who I am. And really honestly learning that at the end of the day, putting the relationship first in every aspect is not what makes relationships work and it's something that obviously is part of my problem and has been part of my problem um and I'm realizing that you know it's gonna be uncomfortable but I need to be okay living in a space of uncomfortable for a while and I'm okay with that. And I think sometimes I have to tell myself, Megan, it's going to be uncomfortable. But I'm doing this. 
I could easily just jump back in and get online and start talking to people and putting energy into thinking of things to say and conversations and thinking of dates and worrying about do I look am I what is what I'm saying am I am I being the the woman you know am I being what I'm supposed to be am I being you know am I being strong but not being like no I don't have time for that shit I don't have time for that shit right now I have stuff that I have to do I have stuff that I have to do with myself internally externally um and I am on a journey of getting to a place where I want to live in solitude with myself and really truly feel that and not just say that because I think a lot of people can say that but I don't think a lot of people can walk the walk you can talk the talk but not a lot of people walk the walk I truthfully want to live in happiness with myself my thoughts my own being, my own goals, my own dreams, my own visions. That's what you're supposed to do. That's what I want to do. And I'm not going to find that in somebody else. I have a lot of soul searching to do. And I'm not afraid of it because that's what, that's what this, that's what this is for. That's, I don't know what life's about and I am constantly pulled towards my greater purpose and my greater being and I think yeah so to kind of go back on that that's not something that I'm going to consume myself with and I don't want to if there will be a time where I'm bored and I feel like you know what I could probably maybe you know fit this in I think I could fit this in now but now's not that time you know, if if somebody wants to set me up on a date, I'm not saying I'm not literally putting that out there for an announcement. But if somebody wants to and it happens, fine, great. If I, if whatever, 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 whatever. But I'm not outwardly seeking it right now because that energy needs to be dispersed elsewhere. And I realized that. And it's going to be uncomfortable. You got to get comfortable with being uncomfortable, baby. If you want any change to take place, you got to feel comfortable. If you want to get rid of that lower section in your stomach, well, then you have to do shit that you've never done before. You got to feel uncomfortable. You got to do the 250 sit-ups before bed every single night. You have to be by yourself and force yourself to be by yourself and be okay with being by yourself, you know, to, to get to a point to be an equal part, you know, a, it's going to make me a better partner in the long run it's gonna make me a better mom a wife whatever or maybe not I don't know I don't know but I'm open and okay and learning to be comfortable with being uncomfortable and how I'm going to react and how I and how I come back and how I react to it and how I go on and move on and yeah, that's what I'm doing. And that's okay. And realizing that it's a process, whatever process any I'm going through, whatever somebody else might be going through, it's not just one day it's good and then a week later it's fine. It's healing takes time. And sometimes you feel like you're healed and then the next week you're like, damn, I'm not. And you're not going to be and that's okay. But 
that's that. I just had to say that. I had to say my truth. I had to say my truth or else I wasn't going to feel. And at the time that it, I was in this kind of place where it did feel right. And then I was like, no, no, nope, 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 nope. No, thank you. No, thank you. So, yeah. Dang, I'll tell you what. I was huffing and puffing about myself and getting down on myself and feeling like my mojo was gone and my creativity was gone and how am I going to record this episode which mind anyone listening this is the 20th episode of Mad Yet Mighty this is episode 20 I have done 20 episodes I honestly I'm glad I'm not going to say that I didn't think that I would or that I hoped that I would but I don't know I could have quit this like I quit every other instrument that I started I could have quit this like how I wanted to quit soccer or basketball and I was told, no, you, you, you joined a team. You have to stay. Fine, I'll stay. But I, it feels really good. It feels really good. And it feels really good because I continuously am enjoying, and it, God, Megan, just say it. I'm glad that if you're listening and you keep listening to every single episode that you're enjoying it. And it takes a lot. And this is, you know, I I love doing this and I it's not my job. I'm not paid doing it. Hopefully maybe one day I can be. But it means a lot for me to put myself out there and for you listening right now to like accept that and take that in and then to con- continue wanting to like kind of come along with me. So thank you for listening to Mad Yet Mighty. If you want to kind of follow sometimes my little um, moments on my story, because like I said, I'm a story whore, uh, follow me on Instagram at Meg Kelsip. Um, I don't really post a lot of pictures. I'll, I'll post, and I like posting pic. I don't post a picture all the time. Once again, I feel like it's super contrived and ugh, such a story gal, but follow me there. Um, I hope everyone has a great rest of their week. And I will see y'all later.